0: Eight, 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 three, five, two, four, one, four. This is blogging with Leslie. Well, hello, hello. hello another episode of Blogging with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time, and as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 344, we're going to be talking about social media and blogging in 2019 and beyond. Man, there's so much happening right now in the world of social media, so much with Facebook, so much with Instagram and all the other platforms. And I just want, it's just so much in terms of what these platforms will look like in the future and how they fit into our day-to-day activities. And with all the changes that are on the horizon Uh, There are, there's going to be some huge implications for bloggers. Are are, are you still going to be able to get traffic from them? How do we best engage our audiences on these platforms? Is it even worth it to build up our likes, followers, and subscribers? Well, I'm going to break down the changes that are happening, give my thoughts, and make some recommendations for what we as bloggers should be doing going forward. So social media and blogging, that's what we're going to be talking about today. What is up? What is up? I've missed you. I've really missed you. I know, I know it's been a while. I've gotten the emails, I've gotten the tweets, and the questions on social media. I've been away for a while, but I've been busy. I've been busy working on, well, working on my business. And you know what? The podcast has been on a little bit of a hiatus. Fortunately, that is about to change. I'm excited to be back in the, in the, I was going to say the driver's seat, but I'm not driving on in the podcaster's seat <laughs> to bring some value. And I decided to come back with this episode on social media and blogging. This is episode number 344, so you can find detailed show notes well, a detailed article that goes along with this at becomeablogger.com slash 344. Any of the resources I mentioned, any of the references and so on, it'll all be there and this one is one that I highly recommend for you to check out. All right? Does that sound good? All right, and just to let you know, I need to remind you that if you do have a question, something that you would like for me to address on this podcast. You can call the hotline and when you call the hotline, leave a voicemail with your message or with your question and I will try to bring that on. Just in case you're wondering, the number is 888-835-2414 and you can check that out at any time. So here's what we're going to talk about uh, today. We're going to talk about how and why social media is changing. Then we're going to go into what this means for bloggers and lastly, we're going to dive into how Bloggers should adapt to these changes because these changes are coming. (laughs) All right, so that's what we're gonna get into. Before we get into it, I got a quick announcement. Uh, I am experimenting with releasing this podcast on Mondays from now on. This episode was released on Monday, and I will be doing that at least for the next few weeks to see how that goes because that fits a little better into my calendar in terms of the different things that I want to be doing. I like I like to drop it right at the beginning of the week. At least I I like the concept right now. So. You can start your week on a high, get the value, and then continue on into the week and take over the world. Uh, okay, maybe that's not what a podcast is about, but you get the point. <laughs> so we're going to be experimenting with that. Also, I'm bringing back a segment that I've done in the past, but I haven't done in a while. So what I'm going to do is bring back this tool of the week segment every week. If every episode at the beginning of the episode, I'm going to share a tool that I use that can be, uh, you know, it's having an impact on how I do my business and how I do my blogging and social media and all that good stuff. And I think it can be helpful for you. So on that note, let's switch over to the tool of the week. All right. So this week's tool of the week is an app that I started using a few months ago, and here's the background. I, you know, I I like Instagram, but I have a problem with having social media on my phone. Uh, I find that when I have social media on my phone, I am very distracted in situations where I don't want to be distracted, like when I'm with my kids, when I'm with my family, when I'm doing things in real life. And the reason why uh, I, I hadn't been as active on Instagram is because I have to have it on my phone. Well, fortunately, now I no longer have to have it on my phone. If you are using a map, uh, a Mac, the app that I am using to manage Instagram from my desktop or from my laptop is called Flume. You can check it out at flumeapp.com. It basically allows you to manage Instagram on your Mac. If you get the free version, you can browse Instagram and check out all the stuff that your friends are doing and interact with it that way. But if you want to post and this is the part for me that's been significant if you want to post from your desktop, from your computer, from your Mac, you can upload images and video directly in the app. I've been using it for a few months and that has allowed me to engage more on Instagram even though I don't or I haven't had the app on my phone. The only thing it doesn't allow you to do unfortunately is post the stories, but maybe I'm gonna share a tool for using that in a future tool of the week. And on that note, let's get into the topic for today's episode <music> social media and blogging, <laughs> man. Social media is changing. There is a lot that's happening right now. And maybe you're aware of the things that are happening. Maybe you're not aware. But by the end of this episode, you will actually right now, you're going to be aware, right? A lot has been happening, especially when it comes to the largest social network on the planet. And that is Facebook. And quite frankly, the last... The last two years or so has, have, have been kind of rough for Facebook. I don't know if you've noticed this, but everything from you know privacy breaches to uh, leaked private photos to the whole Cambridge Analytica st- uh, 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 scandal, Russian meddling with the elections. And it, it, it's, it's come to a point where people are trusting Facebook way less. Like the words Facebook and trust... That doesn't come in the same sentence unless you're talking about like opposites, <laughs> right? There was a study that was done uh, that demonstrated that, oh man, Facebook's trust, uh, the public trust for Facebook is at an all time low. 40% of people say that they don't trust Facebook with their private. Now this shouldn't sound like a a surprise to you at all, Uh, uh, but but here's the interesting thing. That's 40% of people have lost trust in Facebook. The next closest to it is Twitter, and that's 8%. Now that's huge. If you look at the graph, and of course I have that all in the show notes. If you look at the graph, there's this huge bar <laughs> by Facebook representing the loss of public trust, and then you have these way smaller uh, bars by Twitter and Amazon and Uber. Uber is at Uber is at seven percent. Google is at six percent. Lyft at six percent. Snapchat uh, Snapchat is at four. Apple is at four. So there's a huge difference between the lack of trust on other platforms and the lack of trust with Facebook. And as a result, I want to give you some context into what the changes are, right? As a result of this, Facebook is actually under a lot of pressure. Facebook is under a lot of pressure um, by government agencies. Uh, they, They reported, Facebook reported in their annual report that they are preparing for up to... Five billion dollars in fines by the FTC. This is significant, and while you know five billion dollars uh, may not be like a tremendous amount to these huge multi-billion-dollar platform, this is nothing to kind of chuckle at. This is serious stuff and you know with things like gdpr happening over in the european union and and all of the talks that's been happening on the on on, on the front of whether governments should be more involved in regulating these social media platforms facebook is under a lot of pressure now i'm i'm trying to paint this picture because you know you're going to see things about all of the amazing changes that facebook is is trying to make and how they really care about pri- no it it's it's not <laughs> I'm going I'm, to I'm I'm throw in some of my opinion here, right? It's not that they care so much about your privacy. No. It's that they are under pressure. And if they don't make some significant changes, uh, th- th- there's a lot of regulation that could be on the horizon. All right, And that is part of why we're going to be seeing some of the changes that we're we're going to see. So it's out of necessity. If they don't change, not only are people going to continue to trust them less and less and more people are going to continue leaving Facebook, but there's a whole lot of regulation that can come as a result of change not taking place. Now I want to share some data with you. According to Edison Research, now this is significant to me. Uh, This is significant to anyone that's paying attention to what's happening on Facebook. There are 15 million fewer users in the U.S. than in 2017. You always hear about how much Facebook is growing. But actually in the U.S., it's, it's not growing there are 15 million fewer users in the U.S. than in 2017. And then if you look at between the, uh, uh, people between the ages of 12 and 34, it went from 79% of them using Facebook down to 62% of them using Facebook. That's from 82 million to 65 million. That is a significant decrease. That is a significant decrease. And and that's not just among the users. Let's talk specifically about marketers, the people that are using these platforms to actually reach people and market their products and their companies and their big businesses and their blogs and all that stuff. According to the 2019 Social Social Media Marketing Industry Report put out by Social Media Examiner, there is a decline in interest among marketers from the previous year at 67% down to 61%. And only 51% 51 of marketers plan to increase their Facebook organic activities, 51%, which is down from 62%. So not only are people using Facebook less in the U.S., but marketers are starting to see that man, this stuff is not working for me the way it used to, and as a result of that, it's not as important for me today as it was just a year ago. Things have changed. Now, as a result of that, you know, Facebook does their—they they do their uh, annual F eight. Conference. It's a developer conference where they they announce all of the changes and updates that are coming to the platform and and and, and <laughs> what what happened this F eight was significant because Facebook is getting a complete a complete redesign from the ground up now. Mark Zuckerberg took the stage, and what he said was the, the Facebook is building here. Get, now, now, get this. I mean, you know Facebook for the last X number of years. Facebook is, is building a privacy-focused social platform. And he said the future is private. I I just I I just want that to sink in for a second. Mark Zuckerberg (laughs) took the stage and said Facebook is building a privacy focused social platform and the future is private. The future of social media is private And for Facebook, what does this look like? It means that Messenger is becoming a major focus. The one-on-one interaction or the, the small group interaction in the Messenger app, you communicating with your friends and so on, that is going to be a major focus. Focus. They are rolling out a, a, a desktop app for Messenger and they are doing so much on the front on the side of making Messenger more secure and making that a bigger focus. In addition to that, Facebook groups, in other words, the communities on Facebook and stories are being emphasized while the news feed is being de-emphasized. Now, if you've been marketing marketing on Facebook for the past few years, you know, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you, you know that organic reach has been on the decline because you post stuff and people aren't seeing it in the news feed. Where, whereas, you know, a few years ago you post stuff and all of the people that like your page, a significant amount of them actually see your content and click over to go and visit your blog and your website and the things that you share, that is no longer the case. News feed, you're not getting much exposure there. But now the even the news feed is being de-emphasized, and what is being emphasized? Groups, the communities. Mark Zuckerberg basically said that he wants uh, uh, the, 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 the groups to be as significant on Facebook as your friends because the future is private. The future is the ability to be in these small groups and connect with people around shared interests, shared passions, shared topics, whatever the case might be. And also now, stories. Now, if you go to the blog post for this episode, becomeablogger.com slash 344, you're gonna see what the new Facebook will look like, and if you want, you can spend the 30-something minutes to watch the entire talk that Mark Zuckerberg actually gave, And I want you to watch that. Watch it. Like, spend the time. If if marketing and social media has been significant for you, I want to encourage you to take 30-something minutes out of your day sometime and watch it. But watch it in the context of what I'm telling you today. All right? Now, I watched the entire thing. And uh, yeah, yeah, um, uh, a few weeks ago, we, we had our mastermind meeting, and Mike Stelsner, who is the CEO and founder of Social Media Examiner, basically presented a lot of this stuff to us. And one of the things that he pointed out that was fascinating to me is the fact that Facebook pages were not even mentioned. I'm here to tell you that if you've been concerned about organic reach and being able to reach people on social media and how that's declined over time, I'm here to tell you that it's going to get worse because Facebook is making significant changes that makes Facebook less of a platform for you to share your content and more of a platform for people to connect with their friends and to connect with their communities. And when Facebook makes changes, other platforms follow. And that's the key thing. Because it's not going to be just about Facebook. Facebook is the biggest player in this game. When they started rolling out their algorithm, we started seeing algorithms on other platforms. When they started adding stories, we started seeing stories on other platforms. When they make Facebook supposedly a privacy-focused platform, we're gonna start seeing changes on other platforms. And what this basically means for bloggers, let's talk about that. What it means for bloggers is number one, organic reach, I'ma make a bold claim, organic reach on social platforms is virtually dead. Did you get that? Organic reach on social platforms for sharing your content and all that stuff is virtually dead. And if it's not dead yet, it's hanging on by a string, and that string is about to be cut. Facebook is no longer a platform for free public exposure and organic traffic generation. That's another one for you. So if you've been you know, solely dependent on social media for driving traffic to your blog, if this is the main way that you plan on or you have been getting traffic, Man, it is going to be rough. And it's about to get worse. Now, what this also means is that many bloggers, many content creators, quite frankly, are going to fall by the wayside. That's the bad news. Now, the good news is that I believe that this provides a tremendous opportunity for bloggers who are willing to step up their game. So, what we're going to do now is we're going to spend the rest of this episode talking about what bloggers need to do to adapt accordingly. Now that we have all this information, now that we see, hey, this is where Facebook is going, and you know what? Things are going to change. Now that we are aware of that, what should we do? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to share 10 tips with you today. And as we move forward on this podcast, I'm going to be sharing, I'm going to be digging deeper into this concept of how do we, in 2019 and beyond, build a successful blog given the changes that are happening on social media. I'm going to be interviewing people that I believe are doing great things. I'm going to be digging in and doing some case studies to show, show some examples of people that are doing awesome stuff, building successful businesses with their blogs so that you and I can both learn from what they are doing and implement those things in our businesses. All right, let's just move over to tip number one. Tip number one shouldn't come as a surprise And it's something that I've said over and over and over, and I'll say it again. Stop building your platform on rented land. (laughs) Amen. You know, whenever a social platform has new features, whenever they have... A new direction they're going. They 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 shout it from the mountaintops and 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 they market it to to to, to creators and so on as if hey this is going to make the biggest difference in how you reach your audience. And you know what? Quite frankly, in many cases, it does make a difference in how we reach our audience. But when we fall for it to the extent that we decide, okay. I'm going to abandon what I've always done. I'm going to abandon doing these other things on platforms that I own, i.e. my blog. And I'm going to focus on building my audience, building my tribe, building my community solely on the backs of a free platform. When we decide to do that, we put ourselves at their mercy You don't want to be at their mercy because when their interest changes in a way that it no longer aligns with what you are trying to accomplish in your business, who falls by the wayside? It's not them. It's you. So build your blog. Build your platform that you own and control. And that may not seem as you know fancy and glamorous as having a million subscribers on YouTube. But if you do it right, you're setting yourself up for long-term business success. That doesn't mean that you don't use these platforms. That would be silly. <laughs> I'm not saying don't use them. But don't build that as your primary platform. That's tip number one. Tip number two: have a, 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 a have be more strategic about your content creation. I stumbled over my words here because I, I have here have a strategic content creation strategy. <laughs> that that's a, you know it's kind of redundant there. Strategic strategy. No, have a strategy behind how you create your content. You can't be just creating content for the sake of creating content. Those days are long gone. The content that you create needs to be a part of your overall strategy. Now, your overall business strategy. What I am not saying is this. I am not saying every blog post you put, you, you create, have a bunch of affiliate links. Make sure you're promoting your product. Make sure you're telling people how awesome your service is. No, I am not saying that. What I'm saying is you need to think more strategically about the kind of content you need to create to attract the type of people that you want to do business with. The, 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 your ideal customer, what are they looking for? When are they looking for? Be strategic about how you decide what content to create and create your content so that it fits into that strategy. In other words, there's a next logical step. Okay, they read this post. They can go to this next post, which takes them to this next post, and you're taking them on a journey from a casual lurker to a raving customer, or as Pat Flynn likes to say, a raving fan, one that is spending money in your business. And while everyone won't do that, you need to think more strategically about how you create your content. That's tip number two. Tip number three. I'm beating a dead horse on this one. Focus on your email strategy. Newsflash. Email is not dead. <laughs> Email is not dead. And if what you are focusing on is just building up your likes or building up your your Messenger subscribers or anything of that sort, man, you man oh. just stop it. <laughs> When it comes to my blogging business and when it comes to the business of my most successful clients, the biggest driver of sales, the biggest driver of building that actual business is email. Way more than any one social media platform. And in fact, I have a number of clients whose traffic has declined significantly over the years due to the changes in in, in social media, especially Pinterest for a number of my clients. And as their traffic has declined, because they focused on building a solid email list, their businesses did not decline. And in, in, in a number of cases, it's only increased because they have subscribers that they can contact directly. They can build out sales funnels to bring people through on a journey to, to, to going from, like I said, uh, a casual lurker all the way to a repeat customer. Email is not dead. Do not let Mark Zuckerberg or any other social media exec- execs determine who gets to see your content. That's tip number three. Tip number four go deep rather than. Wide, You know, in the early days of blogging, you could start a blog because it, w- it, was, it was fairly difficult to start a blog. And you can create content about just about anything. And because there were so few options out there, your content got discovered. And regardless of what you created, uh, if you did a decent job at it, you, you, your blog grew. All right. Now, that's obviously a, an overly simplistic view of, of what has happened in the past. But it, the the, the take home is it was much easier to get exposure back in the days this is no longer the case and rather than just creating a bunch of content about, you know, a, a broad niche, it is much better to go deeper than to try to go wide. The world does not need another general health and fitness blog. So if your blog is about health and fitness and it's for everyone, you are not gonna Thrive. Your blog is not going to grow. There is way too much competition for that. There are too many of those blogs that exist. However, the world of, I, lo- I love this example for some reason, vegan women who do CrossFit. Now, as you can imagine, if you're a vegan woman that does CrossFit, diet is going to play a significant role in your performance. So if you now stumbled onto a blog where this person is an expert and sharing valuable information on how to how 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 to eat, which meals to prepare, what diet should you be on and all that stuff and providing all of this advice that is tailored to that specific person all of a sudden it's the only blog for her or one of the few blogs for her. Instead of trying to be broad and, and cater to everyone, get specific and go deeper rather than wider. That's tip number four. Tip number five. We're halfway there. Quality trumps quantity. Quality trumps Quantity. There was a time where everyone was encouraging you to create these really easy top 10 lists and, and, and you know, these, these lower quality posts that don't contribute a lot of value because they get traffic. That's no longer the case. Now, I'm not saying it's not beneficial to show up often. Yeah, th- there is some v- value in doing that. But what there's more value in is showing up well. The quality of your content is gonna be more important than the quantity. And what we've seen with Google and the search engines is that they are rewarding higher quality content and longer articles are getting more uh, prominently featured in the search engine results. Quality trumps quantity, not just in terms of the content, but in terms of the community that you're building. Yeah, you can have a million people in your community that don't really care about what you have to offer. But get this. You know, if you have 834 people who are willing to spend just 10 bucks a month, or if you have 167 people that are willing to spend 50 bucks a month with you, in your business, do you realize that with that few people, 167, you just built a six-figure business? With 167 people, I didn't say a million, and there are people that have millions of followers that aren't making anywhere close to that. So it's all about the quality of the content the quality of the relationship, the quality of the value that you are providing to the community and the quality of the community that you are building. This means, and this is good news to me, this means if you have 100 subscribers on your email list and you go out of your way, to provide value to that hundred subscribers. If you only have a few people to focus on and you go above and beyond to serve those people, that hundred subscribers can be more valuable than someone else's thousand subscribers. So don't be so caught up caught up in the quantity. Be caught up in the quality. Tip number six. We're getting a bit technical now. Some of you are going to be like, oh, man, he said that, he said that phrase. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Tip number six is learn about search engine optimization. Yes, I'm encouraging you to dig deeper into the technical stuff because you know what? Everything from doing the keyword research And sometimes it pains me to say that because I don't enjoy the keyword research. But everything from doing the keyword research to to making sure that your your content is optimized to give Google exactly what it needs. The better you are at search engine optimization, the more likely your content will be to show up in the search engines. And the more likely that your content is to show up in the search engines, the more traffic you're gonna have. It's that simple. Now, what I am not saying is this. You know those emails you get from these quote-unquote search engine optimization experts that can get you to the top of the search results on page one in 30 days or whatever, blah, 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 blah? No, I am not saying to fall for that crap. <laughs> but what I am saying is that you need to invest into learning more about search engine optimization or s- getting someone on your team to, to learn more about search engine optimization or bringing on someone who is verifiably an, uh, an expert on the topic. Search engine optimization is more important today in the world of an unpredictable social media future than it has ever been. In a world where there are so many other bloggers trying to compete for Mindshare, in a world where there are so many things that people can be doing online, you want people to find your content. So search engine optimization is gonna become, no, 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 no. Search engine optimization is more crucial than ever, and right now I am looking for someone to create Uh, a a training on that for my coaching club, but that's going to be a topic for uh, a later discussion. (laughs) All right. So learn about search engine optimization. Tip number seven, tip number seven. This is one that I love. Some of you might be, uh, (laughs) might get scared by this, but I absolutely love it. Use video in a helpful way. Now, back in the days, we used to say that video is the future, and we can no longer say that. Video is no longer the future. Video is right now such an essential part of what is the Internet. Video is what people look for. People go to YouTube to learn how to do everything, to find out about anything that's happening in the world today. And I, I've seen by my own first-hand experience that, okay, we know that Google, uh, YouTube is the number two search engine in the world. It's the second most popular so search engine in the world, second only to, well, the same company, Google. <laughs> and what I've seen is that it's it's, it's way easier to rank on, on YouTube than it is to rank in Google search, I find it to be much simpler, which is also the reason why I have a course coming out on YouTube, Marketing for Bloggers, because I believe it is such a significant way of not just contributing value, but getting exposure to a new audience while providing more value to your current audience. So use video in a helpful way, whether your, your strategy is to educate people, to, to inform people, or to entertain people. Use that as a strategic part of your overall content creation strategy. Yes, I said strategic strategy again. <laughs> All right, that's tip number seven. Tip number eight. Tip number eight I am pulling directly from Mark Zuckerberg. And that is, think as a community builder, not as a content broadcaster. This is one thing that I, you know, when I listen to the entire keynote from Mark Zuckerberg, I really kind of um, identify with this. I really, I vibe with this because, you know, it's not about us just creating content and people listening to what I have to say. It's not about, me me doing this podcast episode and you just listening right that's one level that you can go to but the next level the higher level the better level is when as content creators we become community builders we become the 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 people that are are facilitating conversations and facilitating connection community building is the future of building an online business. And fortunately, in the world that we live in today, there are all kinds of tools that make this way easier than ever before, whether you're using Facebook groups or something else. We need to start thinking how can I facilitate conversations? Connections, because you know what? Uh, you know, if you've ever been to like a networking event or a, a party or whatever the case might be, where there's one person that is kind of connecting you with other people, you always remember that person as the facilitator of that community. And that's the position that we as bloggers want to be in. We are the community builders around. Topics that we are passionate about, around businesses that we are building, that is what it's all about. Think as a community builder, not as a content broadcaster. Number nine. Numero nueve. Number 9. Nation. <laughs> is that nine? What? So I'm studying Spanish right now and Dutch, and sometimes I get things like um very confused. <laughs> But anyhow, more on that in another episode. All right? Tip number nine, show up consistently with multiple touch points. Now, I started this by saying don't build your platform on rented land. Don't do it. It's not smart. But on the same token, don't ignore these platforms. That would be dumb. I mean, your audience, they're on this platform; these platforms. So... It's a it's it's a good idea to use these platforms to show up consistently where your audience is. Now, yes, uh there are people that uh, try to teach, "Hey, be on all social platforms and do them all well." I don't think that's possible unless you have like a a serious team or you are just neglecting the rest of life. <laughs> what I recommend is decide which platform or platforms you want to focus on and go all in on building your community. Stimulate conversations. Be a part of the community that's already there. Facilitate connections. And and, and, and the more they see you, the more your audience sees you showing up, and the more value they get from you, the more likely they're going to be to do business with you. So show up consistently consistently with multiple touch points. That's the reason why this actually, what you're hearing now, it started as a blog post. But I'm also doing this as a podcast episode. And then I'm also gonna go on social media and I'm gonna post a story about it and people can check it out. And I'm gonna facilitate conversations on these social platforms. Take a cue from where these social platforms are going and use that to your benefit. We only got one more tip, tip number 10. Tip number 10. This, you know, this is me saving the best for last. Because regardless of what tip I gave you, or regardless of what tips you get from any other content creator and blogger, marketing expert, and all that good stuff, here's the fact. There isn't any one strategy that's gonna work very well for everyone. If there were, things would be much easier. Except they wouldn't because then all of a sudden there's way more competition (laughs) on that specific strategy. But what works for you may not work for me and vice versa. So tip number 10 is track, test, tweak, and improve. Now, fortunately, we live in a world where There's technology out there available for free, absolutely free. Things like Google Analytics, Google Search consoles, UTM tracking links, and all of that stuff. If you use just those three things strategically, You can track everything you do and see how it works towards accomplishing the goals that you've set for your business. Now, if that sounded like I was speaking a different language, I I, I completely understand. Am I saying that all this stuff is going to be easy? Absolutely not. If it were easy, if it were super easy, everybody would be doing it. But at the beginning, I told you that I believe that right now presents a very interesting opportunity for anyone that is willing to go that extra mile, willing to make certain changes, willing to go deep, willing to willing to put in the work that is necessary to build a successful business if that is you then I believe right now, 2019, could be the point that you look back on and say, you know what? I am so glad that I stepped up my game. I am so glad that I made that change, that I adapted and I didn't fall by the wayside when Facebook had a mood swing. Maybe I should change the intro to this. When Facebook has a mood swing... (laughs) from Google because it seems like Facebook is having more mood swings than anything else. And I'm actually going to ev- uh, think about making that change. Um, <laughs> if you are willing to do that, I think this can be a very, very significant time for you. So I, I want to leave you with some action steps because, okay, okay, yeah, Leslie, that that was great. Now we know all this stuff. What do I do? And actually before I even say that, I want to emphasize something that as I went through all these 10 tips, I didn't actually, you know, suggest anything new. <laughs> there was nothing revolutionary about anything that I proposed here. Basically what I'm saying is let's go back to basics. Let's go back to what it actually means to be bloggers. Let's go back to what it means to run a business. Let's go back so that we can move forward. Let's create awesome content. Let's do it consistently. Let's build a community. Let's have a solid business model. Let's track what we're doing and see if it makes sense and do more of what works and less of what doesn't because that is how you build your business. So action steps. Number one, choose one thing that I spoke about today and dive deeper in that and take action on that one thing. The goal is not for you to say, hey, man, Leslie mentioned 10 things. I'm going to do all 10 and I'm going to start right now. Choose one. And number two, once you've chosen that one, come back to becomeablogger.com slash 344 and let me know in the comments what that one thing is. That's pretty much it. Man, next week, next week we're going to be doing a case study in this podcast. I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be looking at a blog that just convinced me to spend a significant amount of money because I want to I want to I want to share with you what they did and why it was so effective so that you and I can learn from what they're doing and do it better. This was Episode 344. I got you. I hope you got value from it. Head on over to become slash 344. If you missed anything, it'll all be there. Now, if you listen to this episode, this entire thing and thought to yourself, man, I need help with all of that. Maybe you feel overwhelmed and you need some hand-holding guidance. But well, I want to invite you to check out the Become a Blogger Coaching Club. This is like unlike any other because In addition to all the great training I have on how to build a business with a blog, you get direct access to me to answer your most pressing questions. If there's anything that you're struggling with related to starting or growing your blogging business, you can ask and I answer all of your questions with a video explanation specifically for you. Not one for everyone, but one for you. Head on over to bloggercoaching.com. That's bloggercoaching.com. Head on over and let's get this party started. That's pretty much all for now. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, this is not joining, but for listening. This is Leslie sound from becomeablogger.com where we're changing the world one blog at a time. Until next time, take care and God bless. Eight three five two four one four.